Good morning, Dan and Amy. Uh, closing arguments week on Morning Answer. And uh, return to the state, back to the state, state legislative race, northwest side of Chicago. I haven't had uh, a competitive race there in, in a long time. Long time. Uh, you know, the president um, was very warm. Republican Party uh, conceding city of Chicago. That's a mistake. Well, it's a mistake Amy Kessem doesn't want Republicans to continue to make. She's a Chicago police sergeant. She's running against an incumbent named Robert Martwick, who, along with his daddy, have um, made more than $6 million appealing property taxes over the past decade. We did this analysis over at ChicagoCityWire.com. 1,508 Chicago properties represented by the Martwicks before the Cook County Board Review over the last decade. Uh, and uh, It's netted them $6 million? Mm-hmm. Wow. So another walking conflict of interest, like Mike Madigan, you make the property tax laws and you benefit from the property tax laws professionally. No conflict of interest there. Walking, um, uh, so a Chicago police sergeant, property tax appeals dirty. By the way, when their commercial clients have their property taxes reduced, you understand what happens, right? That's made up by people. Like us. Right. <laughs> who aren't represented by the Martwicks or the Madigans. Do you get it? Um, And just to put not too fine a point on it, if you care about your home, if you live in Jefferson Park or Portage Park or Edgebrook or Gladstone Park, um, Robert Martwick not only doesn't want to reduce your property taxes, he doesn't want to freeze them. Uh, saying that the idea is to lower property taxes, go against my principles. He explained during a debate on the floor, House floor, last summer, in response to a proposed four-year property tax tax freeze that was advanced by House Republicans, this is a bad idea, I hate this idea. (laughs) So, I mean, there's not a lot of guesswork here. If you want your property taxes to keep escalating, then vote for Robert Martwick and all of his other friends in the suburbs. Oh, by the way, Martwick is also, because he's been so insulated from competition, because he takes his constituents for uh, granted in such a manner, he's also the legislator who's proposed actually specific rates for a graduated state income tax, which should shock no one would start with tax increases at the $24,000 household level, uh, household income level. So the idea that, you know, the Democrats are selling, this is about making the 1% pay their fair share and relief on down the line or relief for the bottom 98%, as you hear Spalding say, lie. <laughs> the money's not there. The money's in middle-income families. That's where the center of gravity is with respect to cash and with respect to people that are less mobile than, say, the upper reaches. So that's Bobby Martwick. You want to continue doing that on the northwest side of Chicago? Pleased to be joined by Amy Kessem, Chicago Police Sergeant, to make her closing argument. Amy, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. 
Good morning, Dan and Amy. Uh, I can honestly tell you I don't have a pickup truck or a chainsaw in my back pocket. What about it? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're not— That's a good start. Yeah, it's going to distinguish yourself from Brian Kemp in Georgia. Uh, What about uh, distinguishing yourself from uh, Robert Martwick on the northwest side? Yeah, well, we honestly could not be any two different candidates. Um, My opponent's answer to— Trying to fix our state's fiscal disaster is to continue to raise taxes on us. He has said that over and over and over again. And like you said, with his progressive income tax that he's dubbing the Friendly Act. Um, it's just <laughs> the Friendly Act? Uh, that's great. I love Orwellian legislative mm-hmm. titles. So, all right. Yeah. You know, the interesting part about all of this is that when I was in my uh, editorial board interview, with the Sun-Times, he, he sat next to me and he actually, the words came out of his mouth that the people he's talking to are literally spending their last dollar to put shoes on their kids' feet. And I just turned to him and I looked at him. I said, that is exactly true. So where in the world do you think that they are going to get another one to have their income taxes raised? It's just, it's ridiculous. He just doesn't understand, um, you know, the situation that people are in. And I'm the candidate that, um, you know, I want to put more money back into taxpayers' pocketbooks, and that's what I'm running on. And I'm an independent independent candidate. I am not beholden to anyone except for the people of the 19th District, and that's just something that they uh, hopefully will remember when they go and vote at the polls. But you have, a you know, an interesting career. You are a sergeant with the Chicago Police Department. A lot of people didn't think that you could do both. Obviously, you can. Um what are you hearing from your fellow officers and, and coworkers? Uh, are they supporting you? Yes, my uh, my coworkers. We we have about 750 uh, officers that live within our district, uh, within the 19th district. We sent letters out to all of them asking for their support, and I am I'm completely overwhelmed by the amount of support that I have received from them. So um, my hope is that they just make sure that they get to the polls and they can vote early uh, all the way up until November 5th. And then hopefully if they hadn't uh, gone to vote yet on November 6th, we will find the time to make sure to go and do that. One of the things that uh, you say in terms of marketing your candidacy is that you're a pro-union Republican. Uh, Explain what you mean by that. Sure. I, uh, I believe in collective bargaining rights. I myself have been in situations where I have relied on my union to represent me, you know, nothing, nothing major, just minor things that have happened throughout my career. And and that is why I believe in collective bargaining rights. Um, However, there, you know, there are certain things that uh, I believe in. I, you know, I don't want my union dues being used for political rhetoric. Like, um, you know, for instance, the example that I use when I, speak to my union members, I say, do, would you be okay with your union dues going to support a group like Black Lives Matter? And I get an overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly answer is no. So uh, that's just kind of how I explain where I stand on, uh, on the union issue. When it comes to um, the northwest side of the city and the neighborhoods that uh, I mentioned that uh, comprise, at least in part, your district, um, what's the dif- what's the most difficult challenge? It would seem to me that one of the challenges, at least, is you're presenting something new. You haven't had really Republican uh, representation or Republican offer of representation in a long time there. And so people get accustomed to just kind of doing things the way they've always done them. 
maybe not recognizing, fully recognizing the choice before them. And I wonder how much of like you're just kind of penetrating the cultural uh, dynamic of voting for Democrats up and down the ballot in your district is a, a challenge. Sure. Well, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and um, for people who don't know, I grew up as a Democrat. When my, you know, when I turned 18, the precinct captain came and knocked on my door, you know, registered me to vote, and I voted accordingly. Uh, it wasn't until I was older and I started really looking at the issues and where I stood on these issues that I realized, especially you know, when it comes to fiscal issues and, and fiscal um, responsibility, that I considered myself to be more of a center-right candidate, and, and, and I, that's why I chose to run as a Republican. Um, you know, unfortunately, there still are individuals that absolutely refuse to look at the candidate, and they'll go to the poll, and they'll pull that ballot specifically for whoever the Democratic uh, candidate is. But from what I'm seeing, and when I'm talking to the voters, and I'm knocking on the doors, and I'm standing out in front of the polling locations, and uh, a huge number of these individuals are now looking at um, this issue, and they are, you know, you've heard of this walkaway project, this hashtag walkaway project, and I am seeing a lot of that going on in this district, and people are starting to wake up and realize that the Democratic Party is not the party of our mothers and our fathers. Mm -hmm. It does not have the same values, and it's moving in a direction um, that the people here on the northwest side of Chicago are not comfortable with and not happy with, and that's why they're casting their vote for me. And it's so sad because your opponent's supporters, uh, I presume, are the ones they've been tagging up your campaign signs and spray painting them? Yeah, you know, that was really an unfortunate situation. Um, in my neighborhood, including the sign that was in my, my own front house, uh, they tagged it with the letters KKK. And um, oh, that's nice. It's very appalling, number one, and if they think for a second that doing something like that is going to intimidate us and stop us from going and voting um, or my supporters from going to vote for me, they have another thing coming because all that is going to do is just light a fire out underneath them to make sure that they go out and they vote for me. Now, I wanted to uh, hear your version of this story that I've heard from Amy Jacobson about uh, how... Uh, you uh, came to her rescue when she was a victim of a crime. <laughs> yeah, what year was that? Do you remember, Amy? Um, gosh, that was a long time ago. I want to say that's got to be about maybe maybe eight or nine years yep. ago. So what? What is? Did somebody uh, try and steal her minivan, or what happened? No, it was my wallet. My, I was oh. walking with Peyton yeah. and Eli, and they were very little. I think they were three and four at the time. And this guy came up to me and grabbed my wallet from inside the stroller. I mean, how? In broad daylight, it was. And you're like, excuse me, there's nothing in there, sir. Put it back. You're like, look, Ron Majors. I said <laughs> I would buy lunch. You don't have to steal my. But Amy was on it, and she found my property. Remember? Yeah, it was. You know what? It, it was. Uh, it, it was kind of textbook, actually, how See. things work with the police department. Um, and then, you know, doing, you know, finding the offender and going through, you know, a, full, a, a, a true lineup, which was actually the first lineup that I had actually been part of or, you know, saw how they did all that. So that was kind of interesting to me to see how that all worked. Yeah. All right. Great. But I'm glad, I'm glad that you got your property she's back. My, and I'm, I'm she's mostly my hero. glad that nobody was hurt. You always know. All right, don't <laughs> Amy, sing. Amy, do you know that you're my hero? Yeah, okay. You're everything I thought <laughs> I could be. 
Uh, I can't fly. All right. Uh, Amy Kessem, so uh, on Tuesday, for voters on the northwest side of the city, frame the choice for them. Uh, to, if you want this, you get Amy Kessem, or you vote for Amy Kessem. If you want that, you continue to vote for Bobby Martwick. Sure. Like I said at the beginning, uh, we could not be any more different as far as candidates go. Um, his answer to fixing the state's fiscal problems are to continue to raise taxes on middle-income families. And that includes most of the people in the 19th House District. Uh, my answer to fixing the state's financial problems are to put a hard 1% cap on our property taxes and to force our politicians to make sure that they live within their means. And by doing a hard 1% cap, we've seen it works in other states, California, Indiana. Uh, and so it prevents these politicians from continuing to rely on our property taxes over and over and over again to try to fix this financial disaster. So, so they, they, can, they can count on me to put, you know, try to work on legislation that will keep more money in their pocket. And it would, uh, you know, put a law firm out of business, the Martwicks, which is always a positive development as well. Uh, Amy, she's Amy Kessem, the website, Amy, A-M-M-I-E, 419 one nine amy for 19.com amy kesson thanks so much for joining us and good luck on tuesday thank you so much guys have a great day you too and she joined us on our turnkey.com